0: Pyro, Seattle. It's time to get schooled with a professor, Sean Clayton.
1: And welcome to School with a Professor on this very unusual week where basically sports is stopping. I mean, right now, the only thing that uh, you can look ahead to in sports is the fact that uh, there may be free agency starting in on Wednesday. And at least that's the plan, but that very well could change by Sunday. The key right now is seeing where the vote is to see what the rules are going to be. And that will be done pretty much on Saturday night. And then, of course, uh, Sunday morning, everything wakes up. And joining us here to kind of talk about uh, what's going on in the league, but also talking what's going on with the Raiders, the Rams, and free agency. Bill Williamson from SB nation. And so, Bill. First off, I mean, other than nine one one, this is the most unusual time I've ever experienced as a reporter.
0: Yes, yeah, certainly. And this is probably going to be, uh, as far as work stoppage, longer than nine one one. You know, nine eleven was, um, you know, about five days, right? And mm-hmm. this is going. This has the looks of it's going to be a month, you know, at the minimum. Um, so it, it's very strange and. You know what? I mean, it stinks that there's, there's no uh, sports on TV and, you know, this is mo- one of the more exciting times of the year traditionally of March Madness and that, and, and that, and it's, and it's no fun and it sucks, but we have to do this. It, there's no other choice.
1: No, agreed. I mean, how would you like to be uh, in Michigan, and you finally got sports betting, right? I think Thursday was the first day for sports betting, and then you find out that uh, there's no sports to bet on because all the live events have been canceled, postponed, you name it. And so, uh, I mean, yeah, I guess you can bet on odds of uh, Peyton Manning going to ESPN, but that's about it. Yeah, and, you know, uh,
0: Tom Brady's next team and stuff like that, but, yeah, that's, uh, that's about it. Yeah, I mean, if you think that, and this is trivial, but I mean, you think of all the things that are affected um, by this. It's just astounding, and you know, you think about, you know, a Las Vegas um, casino. Next week is their Christmas. It's you know March Madness. The first week of March Madness is traditionally their busiest time of the year. And it's going to be a, a ghost town in those sports books. So it's just a, it's a strange time. Um, I, I have hope that it's just going to be a temporary strange time and, and we're going to get back to normal soon. And that's, that's my hope. And that's my, um, that's, I mean, that's why I'm encouraged by, <clears throat> I'm encouraged by the, the movement this week. And, and I think the sports world really deserves a lot of credit for, for kind of pushing things along. and, Making people realize how serious it is. So again, hopefully, this is just temporary.
1: Yeah, that's true. So, and of course, I would imagine, uh, you know, in mm-hmm. Vegas, the likelihood of the draft being at least open to the public is pretty well not going to happen because what we're talking about is, you know, what uh, toward the end of April. But uh, still, that's going to be in that time frame where I, I have to think that it's going to be not a live event.
0: Yeah, and you know what, I, I think you know the NFL is being criticized a lot. For not making any decisions. And I, I think that, and that not to be a honk for the league, but I think that's a little unfair because <clears throat> the, the league is not in, in season, obviously. So if you look at baseball, the baseball said they're going to postpone um, opening day at least two weeks. Well, that takes us out to April 10th. The NBA said yesterday it's going to be at least 30 days. Well, that takes us out to April 12th. So they're holding hope after those dates. Well, the NFL draft is April 23rd. You know, almost two weeks after the cushion that the, the two other leagues get themselves. So that's why the NFL is not making, is not pulling the plug on the, on the live draft because there's still some time. And I think that's the right call. So I think it's a little unfair of everybody saying, what is the NFL doing? Well, they have a little bit of a window in their unique situation. And if, if this was, you know, a different time of the year, and it was during the NFL season. I'm sure they would, they would have canceled as well.
1: All right, so let's get into operating if free agency is going to continue next week. And, again, that's still going to be a little bit of an if. But let's take a look at the two teams that you're looking at. First, uh, as far as the Raiders, how involved do you think they'll be with Tom Brady? I know they asked uh, John Gruden about it this week, and he says he kind of bristled back. But uh, what's the thoughts on the Tom Brady front?
0: Yeah, you know I, that John Gruden uh, quote. It was at a it was at a, a red carpet event in Vegas, so he's having a little bit of fun. But you know what he did at the end of that "You kill me, man" comment? He said, "We're going to look to improve every position," and that's the that's kind of the caveat that he and Mike Mayock always say when they when they praise Derek Carr. It's always the but. It's like they're giving themselves an out. So. I don't know about Tom Brady. You, you hear different things. Um, I I tend to think, I, I wouldn't put anything past John Gruden. You know, he's a guy that wants to win, and, and he's a guy that loves superstars. So I can see the romance there. Um, I think it would be a bad decision. You know, there's a lot of talk about maybe Marcus Mariota. I like that idea for the health of the Raiders because it gives you one more year of car and then you can figure out, if he doesn't get it done this year, he's going to turn 29 later this month, it's not going to happen. Um But, and if, he, and if he falters, you have a guy who started a lot of games and he could take over during the season. You know, and it could be a reversal of what uh Mariota experienced with Orion Tannehill. So I kind of like that. And then, you know, and again, if it doesn't work and Mario's not going to be super expensive and if he doesn't turn it around and Carr doesn't turn around, well, then you start over next year. So I kind of like that safety valve move. But we'll see. I think Raiders are going to be very active in everything, and I think they're going to be a major player. Whenever free agency starts, I think the Raiders are going to be a story of free agency.
1: Like, for example, okay, if they don't go Brady and they don't get Mariota, because let's say if Brady goes to Tennessee, I think there's a chance Mariota could end up going to the New England Patriots and then getting a starting job there. So I I could see that happening. What, What other ones will they study? Or do you think it's, you know, those two, Brady, Mariota, or just stay with Carr?
0: Yeah, um, Bridgewater, Jameis Winston, um, you know, drafting a, a, a Jordan Love, uh, you know, make a trade for Cam Newton. I mean, these are all been, been talked about, and I think they're all on the table.
1: Interesting. Let's go with some of the other positions. I, I take it that they're going to be very active in the cornerback market with Byron Jones being one of the main considerations, and maybe who are some of the other cornerbacks they'll look at.
0: You know, I mean, there's uh, – there's Breland out there. I, I think they will be involved in Jones's Chris Harris, I can see a, a Chris Harris um, pursuit. John Gruden has been you know, high in his praise of him. Um, and I, I think they'd enjoy stealing away a, a Broncos. So I think keep an eye on that. I, I think the Raiders are going to be active in all three layers of the defense, and they have to be. And, and you know, they may need three new starting linebackers. They don't have any linebackers. Um, so I think they're going to be active in linebackers at the number, you know, 19 pick in the draft. I, think I can see them looking at a Kenneth Murray uh, or a Patrick Queen, but I kind of have a feeling they like Murray a lot. He kind of fits what Mike Mayock likes in draft picks and that's guys from big programs. He's from Oklahoma, of course, guys who have produced on the field and guys who are, are smart in the, in the film room and guys that are good in the community and that's what, and, and the locker room, and that's if you look at the Raiders top picks last year, those were those guys. Clemson guys, Alabama guys, um, you know, LSU guys. And I, but with that said, when I say Mike Mayoff, have guys, this is a John Gruden run organization. Uh, Mike Mayoff gives, you know, he gives his recommendations. And I think that Gruden does give him a little more leeway in the draft than anything else. Um, so, yeah, I, I think a guy like Murray could be a possibility. And, and in free agency, I mean, look at Christian Kirksey was available for minutes before the Raiders got their visit set up with him, and he visited on Wednesday and they're still in the loop on him. So, um, And I think they're going to look at defensive line help, uh, particularly defensive tackle. So, again, uh, Mike Mayock said at the Combine that we need impact players all over the field on defense, and, and I completely agree with him. It's been too long. And I know they got a nice cachet for Khalil Mack, um, but he was an impact player, and they didn't have many of, of him before they got Khalil Mack, and they haven't really had anybody since then, but there's some possibilities there with Max Crosby at defense and the rookie who had 10 sacks. He might be a foundation player on defense. So if they can, if they can get some players, better players all over, you know, all three layers, we can see a quick improvement.
1: What type of linebackers and what maybe in particular some names that they, may they might be looking at?
0: Well, again, I mean, as far as types, uh, you know, middle, weak side, and, 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 and you know, strong side. Um, they need them all. And I, I, think, I think pretty much any linebacker that's a free agent who's starting quality player is somebody that they're going to look at. Um, a, a Schubert, a, a Corey Littleton is a guy I think they have their sights on. Um, you know, and th- those are middle linebackers, of course. We just, we talked about Kertsi. I wouldn't surprised if they get a deal done with him soon. Um, pretty much everybody. If, if they can get out of free agency with a Kertsi and, and a Littleton and then draft him, a Murray, I think, would be very pleased.
1: And w- would they go on the high end on the defensive line like a Jadevian Clowney, or would they more try to look in the defensive tackle?
0: I think defensive tackle. Um, I, I think that's where they kind of need their their impact. They were going to make a run at uh, Chris Jones, um, but he was never going to get free from the Chiefs. That was kind of a pipe dream. So I, I think that's what they're looking at as, as a defensive tackle. Um, and, and there's a few of them out there.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of wondering would they be interested in Jaron Reed of Seattle?
0: You know, I think he's a very and, I, and I've mentioned him uh, on you know my uh Nation Raiders say, I think he's an underrated player, and you know I'm probably you know preaching to the choir here, and I'm a little surprised that he's not getting as much juice as far as the the, the rankings in free agency. You know, like all the us media people do our top fifty or top hundred, and. Seems like he's a little lower than I would put him. Which, mm-hmm. you, do you agree with that? I would agree.
1: Yeah, what yeah. I mean, the, the thing is, is that you'd have to wonder if they going to have to do a prove it type of contract, or they're going to take the fact that he had ten and a half sacks two years ago, because he obviously has the potential to get the sacks because he's had ten and a half. But then last year, uh, it was not the sack year, and so does it be a prove it deal or not? And again, you know, it's a good defensive tackle free agency, and he's in that mix. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I like him. I think he I think he's
1: disruptive. Mm-hmm. Now what about anything on offense?
0: Well, I mean, you know, it's it's interesting because when you look at the offense on paper, you say, Well, you know, it's pretty good they don't have many holes. Now they have holes at the receiver. But other than that, but they don't they weren't dynamic at all last year. And I think a big reason for that is the receiver. I mean the Antonio Brown thing screwed them up, but that's their fault. You know, I mean, you, you, they had plenty of warnings on, on Antonio Brown, so I, I'm very sensitive when people give the Braiders a break on Antonio Brown. No, they, they were the ones who traded for him, and he was a complete mess, you know, when they traded for him. Um, and, what, and then they signed Tyrell Williams from the Chargers to be a number two, and I think he's a fine number two, but all of a sudden he became a number one, and he's not a number one. And he also had some foot I- injuries, and so that really kind of, um, kind of, you know, kind of who really stalled the receiver and the trade for Zay Jones and Trevor Davis from the Packers last year, just being desperate during the season. So they do need help at receiver. Um, they need a true number one. There's no true number ones out there in free agency uh, other than Maury Cooper, but that's not going to happen. And then, um, you know, in the draft, it's really hard to to draft a guy, and I know this is a great free agent draft class. Excuse me, draft uh, receiver class, maybe one of the best of this century. But it's hard to ask for a number rec- rookie receiver to be a number one right away. Um, the thing that they got going for him is Hunter Renfro, the, the second year uh, receiver, slot receiver from Clemson. Uh, he really came on at the end of last year, and he had 49 catches, and that's a nice number for a rookie. Um, so I think he's going to be a guy that, you know, could be an 80 catch guy this year. I think he's the guy that fantasy players should keep an eye on. Um, and, you know, and then you got Darren Waller at tight end, who's basically a glorified receiver. So if they just get, if they get themselves a, a solid rookie receiver who can grow to a number one, and maybe another backup, I think they could be pretty okay at receiver. Maybe that's what, what Derek Carr needs, you know, because he didn't have much to throw to last year.
1: What's, what about the Rams? How would you kind of do, put the state of the Rams right now? Because it looks like, as you're right, you're gonna they're going to lose Corey Littleton. They have to decide if they want to bring Andrew Whitworth back. And, you know, we're, they've got stuff to do, but not a lot of room.
0: Yeah, the Rams are a team, if you're looking at a team that may be You know, going to be challenged not to fall apart a little bit. I think the Rams are one of those teams in in the National Football League. They have more needs, than they've had recent years. They have a lot of needs on the offensive line. Um, You know, maybe some impact defensive players as well. You know, especially at linebacker, if Littleton leaves, and I think he's going to leave. And then you're right, John. You look at their resources; they have. A projected 15 to $20 million in free agency. That's at the very low end in the league. And they only have six draft picks and not, including not a first one because they sent those two to uh, Jacksonville for Jalen Ramsey. Their first pick is number 52. they got a comp pick up, uh, in the third round, number 104, and that really kind of saved their draft class. I mean, now they have three picks in the first three rounds, so it's at least something. They can maybe... Use a couple of those pitches, uh, you know, leverage to, to, to trade and get more pitch. And so, with the fact that they have no cap room, not many draft picks, and a lot of needs, that's worrisome for this team. Um, and they got some decent free agents. I think the, the free agents are going to be picked off by other teams. You, you got Littleton, who is a, you know, a, a tackle machine, uh, a, a very good middle linebacker. I think he's a top 20 free agent. You got Dante Fowler, who uh, had his best year in a contract year, eleven and a half sacks. You know that you know sacks sell in the NFL, so he's going to be a guy that I think's going to make a lot of money based on his sack production last year. You got Michael Brockers, who had a nice year last year and who's a very solid, long-time player. I can see a contending team liking him. I can maybe see him bidding in New England on the top of my head. Um And then you have Whitworth and and, and Austin Blythe, a uh, uh, starting center. So they have some high-quality free agents. If I had to pick one who I think is going to come back, and you mentioned it, it it's Robert Whitworth, who really has become the face of the L.A. Rams. Uh, he left Cincinnati after 11 years and has been there all three years of L.A., and I think they would like to take him into the new stadium. And I think he'd like to go into the new stadium. He's really become a fabric of, of that community. Um, so I, and he said he wants to be back. The Rams said they want him back. So I, I would expect that to happen.
1: Okay, so uh, it's going to be eventful times for uh, both the current, uh, well, the the Rams and also for the Raiders, and of course, eventful times in the National Football League. Hey, read Bill Williamson at SB Nation, and of course, Bill, thanks for joining us on Schooled with the Professor.
0: Hey, John, thank you. Be safe up there.
1: Okay, not easy, but we're trying. Thanks.